to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela and welcome back to Architecting. Today we are exploring the idea of our internal legal system. You are all aware that in society we have laws and you've probably heard about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. While the letter of the law is prescriptive and it is the basis for determining whether someone has committed a crime or not, as well as the consequences involved if they are guilty of said crime, and the process for which their guilt will be determined. The spirit of the law is the underlying root issue that is at stake, the reason why the law is there. And there can be a lot of debate in the criminal justice system about whether to apply the letter of the law or the spirit of the law, and a lot of looking into individual circumstances. But what you may not know is that we have an internal legal system. The reason we have an external legal system is because our brains are operating as humans, so it feels natural to us, since it's on the inside, to also have it on the outside. And our internal legal system also has laws. The spirit of the law and the letter of the law. And if you think about it, you live by these laws and some of them are created by the society in which you live maybe by your personal religious beliefs but a lot of them were invented by you you are the legislator you're also the judge and the jury You can probably, if you really sit down to think about it, and most people don't, at least not often enough, start to identify your laws. They are what govern your behavior, what usually trigger your emotional reaction, i.e. your sense of justice. What feels unjust to one person may feel like no big deal or not even a quote-unquote criminal act on the part of another because we have different internal legal systems. But I want you to really be aware today and over maybe the next week of what your internal legal system is start to write down some of these laws as you begin to become aware of them. A law could be something really small, like if I don't call my mother at least once a week, I am not a good child. It could be something more ambiguous, like 
if somebody doesn't seem enthusiastic about something I say or do, I must not be saying or doing the right thing. It could be if I fail, I am a failure. So there's a lot of scales to our internal legal system. Nonetheless, we live by our laws. And so often we make our personal growth and our success and reaching our potential illegal. And it seems counterintuitive that the whole reason we are put on this earth would somehow be something that we don't think we're allowed to do. And that's where it gets sneaky. And that's where I really wanted to spend a little bit of time today unpacking this. Because when we get back to this idea of the spirit of the law being the genesis for the letter of the law, as you identify your personal laws, you also have the opportunity to think about why that law is in place. When we look at the spirit of the law, almost 100% of the time, you are going to find that the law has its root in fear. Some way, somehow, you don't feel safe doing a certain action or not doing a certain action. So you have created a set of rules, i.e. laws, around giving yourself permission to do it. And you've also devised a whole reward and punishment system internal to you about the consequences. When we start to unpack that, we start to see how we hold ourselves back because we're afraid of failure on some point. Either failure by doing something wrong or failure by not doing something we believe we should have done. As human beings, we are hardwired to want to belong, to be part of a group. It's a survival instinct. We're never meant to be loners out in this world. Social interaction is vital to our well-being, but social interaction can also hook us into feeling acknowledged and approved. That sets us up to look outside of ourselves for validation. And when we look outside of ourselves for validation, we are giving away our own power because not one of us is for everyone. There isn't a single thing you can do that's going to make everyone happy. And the worst thing you can do is make someone happy at the expense of your own happiness taught ourselves to believe that if we don't put other people first, it's selfish. I really want to invite you to acknowledge today that when we don't take care of ourselves, when we do not resource ourselves, how can we have anything of quality to give to anyone else? Not only is the quality of what we're able to give to other people diminished, but because it's not coming from a place of generosity and an expanded capacity to give, we're also trying to 
create obligation from other people for what we're giving to them. So we view everything as very transactional then, very much rooted in this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. We make everything conditional. If I do this, then I get that. And this all forms our legal system. And the legal system doesn't just extend to our own lives. It extends to our expectations from other people. And that is why we get so concerned about obligation and validation. We are obsessed with getting what we have decided we need to feel safe in this world. And yet we've lost the connection. That's why we're doing it. Instead, we just think that this is how life should be, how you should behave, what is reasonable to expect or not expect from other people, what we should get because we did whatever we did. So awareness is step one. A lot of people have a big light bulb go off when they realize how many laws they have created in their lives, how those laws are actually rooted in the spirit of keeping themselves safe because they are afraid of so many things. And then you can start to name the fears, right? Fear of not being accepted. Fear of being seen as arrogant, fear of being seen as not doing enough or caring enough, right? All of these things that are not true, but that we have internalized as a belief system and then created laws for ourselves. We apply our laws not only to our own behavior, but to the behavior of others. And when we do that, We're constantly in an energy of feeling like a victim. So when we don't get what we want, we backtrack to how the law was broken somehow. When we don't go for something that we want, it's because we haven't given ourselves permission. We've made it illegal to be truly happy. We've made it illegal to let our yes be yes and our no be no. We've made it illegal to have or enforce any kind of boundary with other people around what is reasonable to expect, whether we do or do not have to do something. And we make the litmus test of whether we're a good person or not, whether we have checkboxes on somebody else's list. Did we do all of the quote-unquote right things? Did we meet expectations? And did we get our reward for doing so? Whatever that reward might look like. I was at the AI National Conference last week, which was an amazing experience, but talk about internal legal systems and how a whole profession is having to unwind from being so prescriptive. A big, big issue was equity. When we think about equity, it comes down to have we created structures that keep people out instead of welcoming them in? When we wonder why women are leaving the profession or not being promoted at the same rate as men or getting paid the same rate as men, it's because 
the profession has rigidly said practice can only work a certain way and it looks like this. And we're starting to investigate, is that true? This isn't a new thing. It's been going on for a while. And I can point to many of my friends and colleagues who have chosen a different path, even my own firm that has embraced much more work-life integration, much more flexibility, paid leave for both parents when you have a child or you have a medical emergency. A lot of policies that even five years ago, someone would have laughed you out of the room if you said you needed to do this. And yet what we find is that people are more productive, more innovative, and we're hearing from a more inclusive group and engaging a more inclusive group. When we start to question all of the things we thought were true, all of the quote unquote rules of doing business, we realize that these laws were based on very rigid thinking, which was based on a whole lot of things that some people thought at some point was what you should and should not be doing. When we question them, they fall apart. And we realize we didn't need to do it that way. And we can make a change. Today, I invite you to really think about how you are making yourself a victim, how you are creating so much judgment of yourself and making yourself wrong and holding yourself back and catastrophizing your failures because of it but also how you're making yourself a victim because you are applying this internal legal system to other people and you are judging their behavior as acts of transgression. We can't change other people. We can only work on ourselves. Just because we allow ourselves to change some of the laws in our internal legal system, doesn't mean that other people are always going to behave towards us in a way that we like. But what will shift is our reaction to their behavior. Because when our legal system tells us that this is a transgression, we become defensive. We become hurt. We think like victims and we're triggered. When we can break out of that, when we can change our own laws, we can care less about how other people are behaving. So we don't need to have the reaction that we have today. Instead, we can be thoughtful and have a response from the resourced part of ourselves that can be empathetic to them empathetic to the situation and can make much more clear decisions about whether it is worth trying to resolve an issue or simply exit the relationship that we have with that person. None of it comes from a place of being reaction. So again, it's not that other people are still not going to maybe behave as their best selves. It's that we are not going to care. And as we recognize this, we can start to choose different. We can start to have different behaviors, different expectations. We can start to be a lot more clear and clean 
in the way we work with others instead of making everything a transaction and looking for a reward in some way. Instead, can we let go of all that? lead with love, be curious. So when somebody doesn't meet our expectation, instead of immediately saying they are wrong or assuming something about their motivations, how about if we just ask more questions? How about if instead of having a trial in our head, we actually have a conversation with that person? And a lot of people will shy away from the quote-unquote hard talks. They don't have to be hard. The earlier we have them and the more openly we have them and the more quickly we ask questions when something doesn't feel right to us, the quicker we can move through it and resolve it to end up in a situation where everybody wins. I would love to hear your thoughts on this and how you are working with this in your real life. Please post your thoughts. I love to hear from you. You can post them on Instagram or on our Facebook page. And I promise I will respond. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, refer it to a friend. Don't forget to like, rate, and review it. It really does help more people to find this work and to get more benefit out of it for their own life. Because as we all work on ourselves and work on the state of our profession, we can begin to do more and more great things where we support one another instead of holding ourselves and others back. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.